I'm Taylor. And I'm Mackenzie. And, and we're, we're twins. twins. I like starting things and sometimes finishing them. And I love talking about television, which made us want to deep dive into TV pilots. So join us each week as we analyze, dissect, and possibly even enjoy some of television's greatest opening episodes in From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie. Welcome everybody to From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie, where we usually talk about a different TV pilot every week. This week we're taking a little detour as we mimic all the great television sitcoms and share a Thanksgiving-themed episode. So gear up to hear our favorite Thanksgiving TV moments, what we're thankful for, and much more. Are you excited, Taylor? Are you ready to get thankful? (laughs) Get thankful! That sounds like a really boring rap that a teacher tried to make to make their... Students be like, you're cool, you know. I was more thinking of my cheerleading days, like, y'all ready for this? Let's get thankful. Yeah? No? When was the last time you wore your cheerleader's outfit? A very long time ago. I have had children, and Put it on. those days are gone. Put it on. That got weird. I'm going to be like Rachel from Friends, being a cheerleader, and then <laughs> smacking her boyfriend or something on accident. I think your kids would love to see you in it, so I think you should. That's a terrifying prospect. Once you've birthed children and your body changes... This is a fun start to an episode. It's exactly where I assumed it would go. (laughs) She was an adorable little cheerleader. Well, thank you. We're going to have fun today. I just wanted to know if you were ready for fun, okay? I am ready for fun, and I am already wishing that I had pumpkin pie with some Cool Whip. Do you like Cool Whip? I do. I I like homemade whipped cream more, but Cool Whip is good. I could tell in your voice that you were like, I am ashamed that I like Cool Whip. I had to think about it, but actually, I'm not above Cool Whip. It's delicious. Good. What about uh, Jello with the banana chunks in oh, it? I have a lot of memories about that Jello, and not all of them are great. I'm gonna pass, but thank you. No one has ever given me a really great shaped Jello mold, and that's something that as a kid I thought people gave as adults more often. I guess as I watch <laughs> a lot of the Wonder Years <laughs> and stuff. Is that a normal like housewarming gift to give? Is a back Jell-O in the mold? day. Yeah. I guess it was before we had like sophisticated Pinterest food and stuff. Pinterest killed the jello <laughs> industry. It, it, you know what? It's very sad. A, a couple months ago, my husband got on a jello kick and would buy my kids just like little packs of jello. And like them jiggling the jello was the best day <laughs> of their lives. So I'm not going to hate on it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Freddie would lose his mind. Oh, yeah. Well, Mackenzie, this is an abnormal episode in that we are not talking about a TV show, but we do still have a burning question, which is. Are holiday episodes a thing of the past? I'm excited to get into some of our favorite Thanksgiving-themed TV episodes of yesteryear. <laughs> is that a, the days of is that a thing? Yeah. But before that, we're going to get into a little bit of what we're thankful for. And this has been a crazy year, but we all have something to be thankful for. So Taylor, take it away. I'm thankful for a few things. Number one, my son. Freddy. Frederick just... I could be like, I could have stepped on a rusty nail and then he'll giggle and the pain, everything just goes away. Also, is just his name is Frederick. I mean, he started out dope before he was even born because of that name. <laughs> we thought we'd, we'd give him a good head start and that unless he was a huge giant dork. Well, he is a huge giant dork, I don't know, but it still fits. He's still very cool. Well, yes, I'm thankful for my son. You know, as million of Americans are without work currently. I'm thankful I do have a job. I wish I had a different job, but I'm glad I have one. 
I'm very thankful that Reese's peanut butter cups never taste any worse. I could have 10 a day, and I kind of have been because of all the leftover Halloween candy. But they are always dependable, and that is amazing to me. If you can count on nothing else in the world, it's that Reese's peanut butter cups will always taste good. I'm not going to get too political here, but I am thankful for Joe Biden. Listening to his speech last night brought me to tears, and thinking about him hopefully healing some of the divides in this country, if he's truly working towards that, I can't ask for anything more in this time. That sounds like a great way to go into Thanksgiving. And going into Thanksgiving, I am very thankful for all of the autumn colors. I think around September when the leaves start to die, I think, oh, they're not going to be as good this year. And then I'll drive down a road. I don't know if you can poop your pants out of joy from autumn colors, but I made a noise out of of joy as I passed these trees. And Lauren in the passenger seat was just like very, very much worried about me. Disturbed. She was disturbed. (laughs) But they were just so darn beautiful. It blew it my is mind. inspiring. We we were walking home today from the park, and my husband drove the kids, but I was like, I need to walk because I need to enjoy the majesty. And mm-hmm. if that makes me old, then it makes me old. <laughs> and if you're old, then I'm old. Damn. Twins. Well. Well, that is what I'm thankful for. We'll see after I have 10 root canals if I still love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. but They might be worth that. <laughs> it might be. Mackenzie, what are you thankful for? Yours were more like heartfelt than mine, but I will start with my number one thing right now is my kids' teachers. My kids are distance learning. They have been for about 3,000 years, but their (laughs) teachers are working so insanely hard to help Mm -hmm. literally each child and each family, and the overtime that they're all doing is just so humbling and making such a difference. We have met many Zoom calls and phone calls just about my two kids alone, and so I'm just so thankful they are sacrificing so much to give my kids a real education and care for them, like, emotionally. Way to go, kids. Right? I mean, way to go, teachers. teachers. Well, way to go, kids, too. They're adjusting. So way to go, everyone. If you are a teacher listening, legitimately, we love you. You are amazing. We'll pray for you. We're going to send you 10 Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Hit up our DMs, okay? <laughs> the second thing I'm thankful for is Joe Biden-related, and it's that my kids have been calling him Biden boy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> They, they've been doing it in this like super affectionate way, like, oh, good old Biden boy. It's just I very cute. Now, I'm thankful for my husband all the time, but in recent days, I've been very thankful that he really accepts my nerdiness, namely how much I love Harry Potter. I got a new car mm-hmm. recently, and we were trying to come up with a new name for the car because that's what you do. And he was like, this is your vehicle. This is your form of transportation. You should name it the Nimbus 2000 because that was Harry's broomstick. And I just teared up because he is like not a fandom person, but he knows my heart and it made me feel really loved. Made you just want to go up to the bedroom. That's great. Okay. Well, um, let's, that, uh, what else are you thinking for? That's awkward. Okay, well, my final one to move us on from that, I'll end this on a very G-rated note. I'm very thankful for my family and my friends who are like family, siblings, you, Tay-Tay, parents, my nieces and nephews. I think, you know, we're all running pretty bare bones in life right now. When I say all, I mean every human alive. And so it's just amazing to have those people in your life who you don't have to explain yourself to or you can just be your true self with people. And that's such a blessing to have. Even if you have one of those people in your life, they make every day better. Da-na-na-na. That was beautiful. Mackenzie, before we drown in molasses and these sappy moments, let's let's just get into the main 
the main course, the turkey, you could say. Let's get past the salad and hit up the turkey. Do you Is start that... with a salad on Thanksgiving? I start I with like know. a roll. I'm I going guess I start with everything. Carbs. Yeah, I yeah. start with 10 olives, one for each finger. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't eat olives that way, I'm sorry, but you are less of a person. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on from uh... the olive course to the... We're moving from the crudetas to the main meal. Yes, let's talk about our favorite Thanksgiving TV episodes. I'm just realizing I wrote the name Friends. I spelled it wrong, and I'm 33 years old, so I'm feeling pretty great about myself. I before so E, bro. I before E. You know that way more words break that rule than follow it. Well, that's It's stupid. nonsense. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about five of our favorite episodes from some of our favorite television series to give you a little inspiration if you need something to watch as the weather turns cold. Mackenzie, will you hit us up with your number one? And these are not ranked, but what is first on your list? First on my list would be The Mindy Project, the Ooh. season one episode aptly called Thanksgiving. Sometimes Thanksgiving episodes are like all about Thanksgiving, and then other times they're like the little side course. Thanksgiving ends up being the side dish here. This episode plays out in the way that many Mindy Projects episodes do. Mindy is looking for a new love interest, and hijinks ensue. In this episode, Mindy finds out that her boyfriend does not want to be exclusive with her. Awkward. And, yeah. And then Mindy and Morgan, the gross and sort of <laughs> lovable male nurse, they attend Thanksgiving dinner at Mindy's best friend's house. And my favorite things about this episode are, number one, that this boyfriend who doesn't want to be exclusive with her makes her grilled tilapia on a panini grill. And Yum. that's the dish that he so lovingly made for her with a creme de la creme Red Bull sauce. I, it just... <laughs> If that's the, if that is what that guy is making for you, like please break that's up a with red him flag. right now. Yeah, the main course of this episode is Mindy's best friend, who's got her life together. She's married. Her husband's a lawyer. They're really rich. They have a huge house, and Mindy is just a hot mess. Her ex boyfriend is there, who is played by Ed Helms, and he falls down the stairs. It's amazing and really hard to watch. Is her best friend Anna Camp? Yes, it is. Ugh. Of the Pitch Perfect fame, yes, she's her best friend. They end up fighting each other, and Anna Camp has, like, a cast on, and she hits Mindy with it. It's very funny. So one out of ten turkeys, how Thanksgiving-related is this episode? I'd give it a five. Five turkeys, all right. A five turkey. Morgan does bring a vintage wine that he brewed himself, quote, <laughs> and it's in a two-liter soda bottle with the label ripped off, so you have no idea what's in it. <laughs> I would love and, to like, drink that. We've had some of those guests at our family Thanksgiving, so it relates. Well, I'm going to start us off with a series that has many Thanksgiving episodes. I think like nine or ten. There's at least nine, so maybe maybe every year. Okay, yes, you could make the argument that no one does it better than Friends simply because they focus so hard on Thanksgiving. And my favorite episode is the one where Ross got high. <laughs> There's a stream of revelations where Ross and Monica are yelling things at their parents to try and put the other one down in their parents' eyes. Yes. It is just a rapid-fire barrage of burns. And then Phoebe, who I don't love, but she yells out, I love Jacques Cousteau, the glue holding everything together. Have you ever been in that situation where you're trying to one-up your siblings in front of our parents? Did our parents pit us against each other in accomplishments? I don't think so. Monica and Ross need to go to therapy, basically, is what we're they saying. They really need to go to therapy. But of course, the most important part of the episode is Rachel improperly making an English trifle and accidentally adding oh beef sautéed with peas and onions. And am I the only one who really wants to try that? I feel like there's a sweet and savory element that I wouldn't yeah. eat. And I don't think it would taste like feet 
as Ross says. <laughs> His delivery is amazing. That is very relatable, though, where you like get something out of a magazine and it goes horribly wrong. As someone who will not cook without a recipe that I can follow to a T, I am with Rachel there. Well, how many jiggly canned cranberry sauces would you give this episode? <laughs> well, they're at the Thanksgiving table, I think, for 95% of it. So I'm going to give it a... That might win. But they don't really talk about what they're thankful for. It's just bashing each other. So I'm going to give it a 9 nine out of 10 jiggly cans. We'll see if we can beat that. Well, let's move on to the Gilmore Girls Season 3, A Deep Fried Korean Thanksgiving. Ooh, that's a this good is one. a fun one to watch. If you're not a huge Gilmore Girls fan, I would go back and watch this one anyway. Lorelai and Rory are invited to four different Thanksgivings, and they say yes to attending all of them. I felt like Lorelai needed like a 2020 lesson on people-pleasing and boundaries because she just kept saying like, I hate disappointing people. Have you ever been in this situation where you have to like hop houses for a holiday? I am a big people pleaser, but I don't think I've ever been in that situation because I'm also a lazy person. And the Gilmores, they have iron stomachs, so I don't even think this is a problem for them. They could probably have added a fifth or a sixth. This is their Olympics, and Lorelai says, you know, we've been training for this our whole lives. This is our <laughs> destiny. My favorite food mishap here is Suki's deep fried turkey. Her husband Jackson talks her into letting him do the turkey, and she gets so mad about it that she just gets wasted. And we have this amazing glimpse into Melissa McCarthy's future as the best comedic actress. She, like, kicks her legs oh, up yeah. and starts yelling. <laughs> you can just see the physical comedy, like, rolling out of her. It's I want to punch every member of Jackson's family. They're just... There's also an appearance by none other than Adam Brody, a.k.a. Seth Cohen, a.k.a. Dave Rogalski. <laughs> Why does Seth Cohen come up front? Because that's how people might know him, okay? okay? that's true. That's true. When Lorelai and Rory have to go to the Kim family for Thanksgiving, Dave poses as a local Christian guitar player just so he can be near Lane. And I'm like, listen... Who doesn't want a boy who will learn hymns for you and then play them for hours on Thanksgiving just to please your parents? That's a great Thanksgiving motif right there. Can I play some hymns for you? Like that. Man, I haven't done yes. my pigeon in a couple episodes. I think this is definitely sexy meow, meow, pigeon. Meow. It needs that. Do you have any, anything else to say about that episode? Well, I'm going to give it eight fancy dishes from the Gilmore's fancy kitchen that no one would ever want to eat. <laughs> But it's delightful. A great one to dive in on. No pun intended. All right. My next episode is from Master of None, now streaming on Netflix. Episode also titled Thanksgiving. So a lot of I boring. I have seen this one. A lot of boring It'll titles. be easy to find. It will be very easy, yes. Now, this episode won an Emmy for writing for Aziz and wow. Lena. Lena Thwaite? Waith. Waith? Waith. Waith. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Well, she's great. Um. And it's very clear why this won an Emmy. So this episode goes through different Thanksgivings throughout Denise's life as a child, all the way up till the present, showing her journey, learning that she is a lesbian as a child, and then bringing her first girlfriend to Thanksgiving, where her family doesn't quite accept it, and then her mom eventually accepting it, and it's just extremely beautiful, as the family realizes that it doesn't matter who their daughter loves, as long as they're a good person. There is a girlfriend in the middle of the episode, in the middle of the episode, who is a huge train wreck, and everyone kind of comes together <laughs> hating her, and it is very wonderful. Well, I haven't seen that episode, but now I want to go watch it, and I like that it brings up a very relatable part of Thanksgiving, which is seeing family year after year that maybe you're coming from a different background with, or you don't agree on some things, or people change and grow, and sometimes it's just awkward, and so that in itself is very relatable. Yeah, and the way they come together doesn't feel forced at all. 
It's just written very sharply. I want to give the best quote here. This is uh, the mom saying, she better not bring home a white girl because I don't want to see any Jennifer Aniston's up in here. And <laughs> I love that that is her frame of reference for just a random white girl. White people? Well, that alone makes me want to watch it. Thanks mm-hmm. for that recommendation. Now, this episode takes place over like a dozen Thanksgivings, only on Thanksgiving, has so many real Thanksgiving elements. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 olives. That's a big score. We're going to make olives big this year, you guys. Olives for Thanksgiving 2020. Olives 2020, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, my next favorite Thanksgiving episode is from the show Blackish. It's their season three episode, Antsgiving. And what I always love about Blackish is there's just so many zingers among the grandparents, which is not always expected. They can dish. <laughs> they really can. I've learned a lot from Ruby, Dre's mother. In this episode, Dre's aunt unexpectedly shows up for Thanksgiving, and family drama ensues because Ruby, Dre's mom, hates this aunt, whose brother is Ruby's ex-husband. The unexpected show up is a power move. That's bold. While she shows up because she wants Dre's dad's money, it's complicated. I would love to show up at some other family's Thanksgiving now, uninvited. Maybe not during quarantine. That's probably a bad move. Oh, gosh. But in the future. Thanksgiving crashing sounds delightful. Just more food for everybody. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite elements of this episode is all of Dre's kids coming up with theories for why their grandmother hates this aunt. They first come up with that their grandpa and this aunt helped stage the moon landing. Then they transition to thinking that they were once bank robbers together. And this ends up with the kids like punching holes in the walls to find secret money in their house, which they never find. Well, Mackenzie, how many buckled pilgrims hats are you giving this one? I'm going to say zero to that one because pilgrims are stupid. (laughs) But Amen. (laughs) How about how many pumpkin pies? I'm going to give it a six. A lot of the show ends up not being about Thanksgiving, so it's not as much about Thanksgiving as one would hope. But it's really funny. And Dre and Bo go on a baby moon, and he ends up getting a massage from a male masseuse and is a super big baby about it, and it's of really funny. Of Men are the worst. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about How I Met Your Mother, Blitzgiving. Have you seen this one, Mackenzie? I have not. Well, you're in for a treat, because I know that you love the TV show Lost, and this one stars none other, none other, then Hurley. Oh my goodness. Jorge Garcia. He is a friend that they never talk about again, but apparently hangs out with him a lot. Now, while we know him as Hurley, he is known as the Blitz. The Blitz is someone who always... dope nickname. Well, not in this case. Oh gosh. (laughs) It means that if he's around, the moment he leaves, something amazing will happen. So it's like the ultimate FOMO. Oh, no. A terrifying level of FOMO. So this is a must-watch just to see these hilarious moments where the Blitz leaves the room and then something amazing goes down. (laughs) Can you give me an example? Yes, a small example. So the Blitz passes from person to person if you leave the group. So they're constantly trying to not be the one who is the Blitz. But the moment that someone leaves, they flip a quarter and it lands on its side perfectly. What? So little moments like that. That's majestic. So while this is very Thanksgiving-related, the the heart of the episode is the idea of being the Blitz. So I'm going to give it six Cool Whip dollops. I would really enjoy six Cool Whip dollops right now. Just, <laughs> just shotgun Cool Whips <laughs> in my mouth. 
that does sound pretty good. Don't get mad at me because my next one is Thanksgiving-related-ish in that it is in the fall or okay. something. That's okay. fine. That's fine. It's The Office Season 7 titled Woof. Now, I knew you were going to do this one. You don't have to say it like that. <laughs> I'm just really disappointed. I can read you, you like okay. a book. The Office was my favorite TV show before it was like most other people's favorite TV show. Okay, I'm going to say that. And wow, people are going to roll their eyes as they listen to this. Shut up. <laughs> most of this episode does not have anything to do with Thanksgiving because Ryan has like a new social media thing. I'm not going to talk about any of that. The Thanksgiving-y part of this episode is about Dwight's hay maze in the Dunder Mifflin parking lot. Taylor, can you tell me the name of Dwight's land of hay? Disney hay land? I don't know. Hey place, a place for hay. <laughs> well, you you get what you pay for. It just shows Dwight's utilitarianism all the time. <laughs> You're making me think of one quote from the episode. A little girl finds a needle in the haystack, like that's one of the activities. <laughs> and she's like, what do I win? And he says, the knowledge that some tasks aren't worth completing. <laughs> Very Dwight. Uh, it just shows another part of Dwight's like strange farming entrepreneurship that mm-hmm. he would think that this would be fun. I'm going to end this sort of Thanksgiving-related episode with the things we can do at Hay Place. Number one, you can make a broom. Fun. Harry Potter-related. Uh, there's a petting zoo. And then there's a goat roast at 3 p.m. So, <laughs> yikes. There's a roll in the hay for $5. Ba-doom, ching. Mm-hmm. And then Dwight yells at some kids saying, those are show bales, not play bales. And I'm like, how are you not supposed to jump on these bales of hay? He just is a strange bird. Hey, he knows his hay. I'm going to defer hey. to him on knowing what hay is which. Okay, I, I forgot how much hay is in that episode, so I'll give you a pass on this one. Thank you. And I'm going to give it... Two out of ten jellos with banana in them. Yum. That's probably enough. I mean, you don't yeah. want to eat too much jello. No one needs more than that. Next up, I have the only drama in my bunch, which is from the West Wing episode titled Shibboleth. Ooh. This episode highlights a lot of the good and bad about West Wing in general. Um, two of the main storylines are the president trying to find the perfect turkey carving knife. <laughs> And he is infuriating that he keeps refusing different knives. And if I was his bag man, Charlie, looking for other knives, I would have just quit my job right then and gone to work at the hay place. How many ways? Yeah. How many ways can you cut a turkey? I mean, it's I'm sure that's a saying in Delaware. There's only one way to cut a turkey or something like that. Skin a cat. But it is very charming at the end. He gives his like heirloom family carving knife to Charlie. And it's very sweet. He's part of the family. Makes it worth it. It does. It's very sappy, but it works. And then the storyline that I have more of a problem with is CGA, the press secretary. She has to decide which of these two turkeys is going to be pardoned and like in all the pictures. And what happens to the other one? It gets killed. We have to kill the turkeys to eat them, Mackenzie. Yeah. Let me teach you about the circle of life. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, that sounded like a mansplaining turkeys to you. I, I apologize. It's okay. I asked. I asked. <laughs> okay. So... There's just way more drama in her mind. It's just like, just pick a turkey. They all look the same. And in the end, it felt like a very telegraphed joke that both the turkeys are in a cage in her office because she can't decide. And it's just too silly. Here's the real question. What does shibboleth mean? Well, Mackenzie, looking up shibboleth, it is a word or saying used by adherents of a party select belief, usually regarded by others as empty of real meaning. I don't remember still why it is named that in the episode. Which Maybe really... because picking a turkey, the president parting a turkey, like, is a custom that is not necessary. 
That is a very good and likely correct guess. And I'm going to assume that's correct until I rewatch this episode later this month. Well, but it is fun to many, say shibboleth. How many dead turkeys do you give it? How many dead turkeys? <laughs> I'm going to give it four and a half dark meat, turkey dark meat bits. Ooh, that just reminds me of Michael Scott asking for all dark meat and yams. <laughs> Two from the gas rotisserie station. chickens and all dark meat. <laughs> shibboleth. Ugh. All right, McKenzie, you got one more for me? I do. It feels like a cop-out, but it's just a warm and fuzzy feeling to end on a Friends episode. And okay. I'm not the craziest Friends fan in the entire world, but as you said, they like birthed the annual Thanksgiving episode tradition. So I'm going to go with season five, the one with all the Thanksgiving flashbacks. Mm, that's a good one. They are recounting their worst Thanksgivings because Ross is getting divorced and evicted. And so he's saying like, this is his worst Thanksgiving year ever. So they're joining him in solidarity, recounting what happened to them on Thanksgiving. Do you have a favorite flashback from this one? Because I know you have watched this episode. As good as the writing and the acting is, I think its greatest strength is the makeup work in the flashbacks. Right. Because Monica really looked overweight. and Rachel's you know, nose looked like she needed a nose job. It looked great, yeah. The attire in the 80s was spot on. And then you look at later episodes in which they use these flashbacks and they put the fat suit back on Monica and the nose back on Rachel, and it looks terrible. And it just reminds you how good this episode does it. I wonder what was different from, from then and the other episodes. My favorite part of this episode is Phoebe's flashback where she goes back to her former life because that's what Phoebe would do. And she's like a nurse during the Civil War and her arm falls off because she's a medic or something. More bandages. She just says her signature like, oh no. <laughs> And even back then, in her formal life, it worked. I recall watching this episode in our living room with our parents. And there is a moment where <laughs> Rachel is describing to Monica how to get a man into bed. And <laughs> I remember mom muting it oh. because it was getting too raunchy. This is but when she has the like napkin or the, the hand towel. She's holding the carrots and the knives. Yes. And, in her fingers. And it's funny to me now because, like, yes, I think that muting that was the right thing to do. But as an adult, it's like, it's also the least sexy scene ever because yes. Monica is so awkward. It's and she drops a knife on Chandler's toe and cuts it off. <laughs> My husband is not a fan of Friends, which, please still be friends with him, everyone. The slapstickiness of Friends doesn't always land well for me, especially because that's mm -hmm. just not what comedy is these days. Right. However, I feel like there are some moments in this episode that are just so perfectly chosen for their characters namely with phoebe's moment that is just so phoebe and then with joey this is the one where he gets the turkey stuck on his head of course and just the just the way he moves his body inside that turkey and the things he says <laughs> and his like sadness and fear inside the turkey it was very joey so this is the comedy version of the master of none episode thanksgiving through the years it is and also monica shimmies with a turkey on her head so <laughs> Can I give you one quick fact about this turkey? You may. Kind of obviously, it's not a real turkey. They said they would not do that to the actors. <laughs> but also, there's no turkey that was big enough to fit a human head inside of it. So um. it's made of foam, and they had it specially made, and they really wanted it to look real, so it cost a lot of money. Fun fact for you there. That's good to hear. So how many turkeys on heads are you giving this episode? I'm going to give it a 10, guys. There's flashbacks. There's 
there's food being used improperly. It's great. Well, I got one more, and this show will rival Friends in the number of Thanksgiving episodes it produces. Ooh. Because most seasons it has a Thanksgiving episode, which is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. If you haven't watched the show... You're stupid? You're stupid. You're probably one of these people who doesn't put olives on your fingers at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Come on. I got some choice words for you. But in this episode, we meet Amy's dad, Mr. Santiago, and Jake has to win his affections. So he pulls an Amy and he creates a binder of information on her father to make himself someone who the dad will like. And there's just a great moment towards the end of the episode where you find that the dad has also made a binder about Jake. Oh my gosh. So there, it's the battle of the binders, basically. They're a match made in heaven. (laughs) And my last comment here is the perfect casting of Jimmy Smith's as Mr. Santiago. You never know which actors are going to be cast as parents of the protagonists in any given show. Right. It feels like there's a pool of like 100 actors who get all of the parenting roles. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was very perfectly done. He would be terrifying. So He was scary. Great. I would not marry Amy knowing that he was oh the gosh. dad. Just those deep set eyes. Well, how many slotted spoonfuls of green bean casserole would you give this episode? <laughs> that is a great image right there. Um, I'm, uh, you know, it's more about the relationship between Jake and the dad. So I'm going to give it four, four slotted spoonfuls. Also a great band name, the slotted spoonfuls. There we go. You heard it here. (laughs) Well, those are all of our TV shows. If you haven't seen any of them, please stop listening. Go watch them all back to back. That's a great use of your time. I feel like there's going to be some downtime of Thanksgiving week, or maybe you need to put something on in the background while you're making something. So watch one of these episodes. And if you've seen all of these, you I win. mean, let's be friends. <laughs> you know, we want to hang you out. You belong with you. here. Yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie, let's get back to our real life for a moment. I just want to know because Thanksgiving, I find the memories kind of blur together. You know, maybe if you're at a different house, you have a different memory. But generally, all the family Thanksgivings are just one big blob of turkey. Do you have any memories that jump out? I do. It's one I wish I could redo. (laughs) A couple years ago, my husband and I bought a house where we finally could host our family in our pretty dining room. And I was very excited about having our family over. It was you, our siblings, our parents, all the little kids. And I had the great idea of... Going around the table, now this was the adult table. The kids had their own table. The adults were going to say what they were thankful for, and then they were going to pick their celebrity crush. I just, like, wanted to hear what would my brother say? What would my mom and dad say? I thought it would be a funny, lighthearted thing that was slightly more, like, I don't know, less forced than what you're thankful for. Needless to say, the world was not ready (laughs) for that moment because... I think I started with an obvious Matt Bomer or a Jon Snow or something. I mean, come on. I shared somebody who I thought was hot, my actual celebrity crush. And then one by one, all the men got all sheepish and they felt really weird talking in front of their wives about hot women, which now I realize is probably appropriate. So then they all started just saying what dudes they thought were hot, Denzel Washington and maybe my husband. Someone thought my husband was hot. I don't know. It just really backfired and people felt kind of uncomfortable I just wanted to be funny. That's kind of what happened with Pam and Jim during Desert Island. You know, Jim just says Kevin instead of saying Pam. 
Right. But I had forgotten that happened, so thank you for reminding me. I'm sure I said Denzel because, yes, as you said, we didn't want to say beautiful woman in front of our wives. I thought it was going to be okay because in our society, it's like more okay to objectify hot dudes than women. It didn't go You're well. Not wrong. And if you need, You're not wrong. If you need a conversation starter for Thanksgiving, don't do that one. Don't ask me. What about you, Tay? A Thanksgiving memory that has to do with not objectifying people. <laughs> well... Yeah, I said I don't really remember a lot of specific memories, but I have a memory that I wonder if many people have this exact image in their head. You know, the meal's over, a couple of your uncles are asleep in the den in front of planes, trains, and automobiles, drinking some beers, which I think is the only Thanksgiving movie, really, except maybe Hallmark has made some. Family Stone? The Family Stone is on Thanksgiving, right? I've never heard of that. So you're probably right. Listeners, you can call me out on that. (laughs) So yes, I just feel like every Thanksgiving that it was the image I was presented with after the meal. But the scent of their beer from Thanksgiving, I think, is what kept me from drinking in high school. (laughs) I don't know if they were drinking really crappy beer. Yeah. But now, as an adult, I'm like, man, how did I think beer was so bad? I don't know. I want to drink one and fall asleep to a movie with John Candy? John Candy. Candy, That's correct. And Steve Barton. It's not a Thanksgiving if there's not a movie after the meal because people are full and someone falls asleep. Agreed. Well, CS, you came up with a question that I think blows all other questions out of the water. Well, thank no, you. That's not no normal. pressure. I'm not trying to hype cool. it up too much, but when cool. Lorraine heard it, she was amazed. And the question is which characters do you want to see made into Thanksgiving Day parade balloons? Now, this is your question, so I feel a little weird that I'm asking it to you like I came up with it. I feel like like a cheater. I'm a fake. I'm a fraud. I mean, you said that I came up with it, so it's okay. We share. We're twins. We shared a womb. We can share questions. Well, I have two. Can I? Okay, I do do too. You go. My first one, Ron Swanson, he would make a very cool boy. Yes. You could his give him, mustache would be amazing. The mustache, you give him a little bottle of Lagavulin in his hand. You could either make it really cartoony and it would still be clear who it was, or you could try and make it look like a real person and it would terrify everyone. Either way. <laughs> what color shirt would he be wearing? He's. I think he should be wearing the black pants and red shirt, you know. Yes. Like after he's... You know. After, you know. Afterward. That's so majestic. I'm just taking a moment. I would love to see Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad be made into a parade balloon. If I had a different life, I think I would have just Jesse Pinkman and I. I love that man. He's not appropriate. Kids could not, like, enjoy that balloon, namely because his catchphrase could not be yelled over a megaphone. And if you, I don't know, enjoy swear words, you could look up what his catchphrase is. But... I would like to see a big blow-up version of him with his signature beanie and oversized hoodie. Well, yes, I think that the announcers could kind of just, and next we have Jesse Pinkman. And next we have, and they could just blow past it so that the kids don't understand. Right. But the adults do. And fun. everyone would yell, yo, something. So be great. Friend. Yo, friend I do drugs with. Okay. <laughs> What's your second parade float idea or parade? My second parade idea is the Demogorgon. Oh, this one I don't think should be realistic. Yeah, it would be too scary if they made it realistic. But if there was an adorable, like, little animated version one, all snarly, yeah, it would be adorable. And swallowing another human, or (laughs) 
got some legs coming out of its mouth. That would be lovely. Well, it did not take me long to think of my second idea for Parade Float. I would love to see Titus Andromedon from oh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That's a good one. He would have a scarf on, like thrown around his neck. <laughs> and maybe Pinot Noir would be playing in the background as his little guy was bobbing down the <laughs> New York street. There are just so many options for attire and yeah, catchphrases right? to play over the speaker. His lemonading it. dress, have a bat in his hand. <laughs> I felt like his quotes are right for when you're exhausted from eating on Thanksgiving. So maybe Pinot Noir could be the background music, but then you could shout over a megaphone or something. His lines, can I share three with you? I fell asleep eating a Hot Pocket. <laughs> Who among us has not? No, I've never had that happen. Uh, number two, I've decided to live as a bed from now on. <laughs> that feels very... Thanksgiving triple fan related. And when somebody asks him to do something for them, he says, but I've already done something today. If you're feeling lazy, just channel your inner Titus and give him a spicy line. He should be the final balloon in the parade, just as a, a capper. Give everyone permission to go take it. The hard work is over. Yeah, nap time. I love that. Thank you, Mackenzie. You're I'm welcome. now going to go watch a supercut on YouTube of all of his greatest lines. Oh. Please do, you guys. And you should also Google Daniel Radcliffe reading the funniest lines from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And in his British voice, it's delightful. Oh, snap. Just trying to make your life better one YouTube video at a time. <laughs> That's what we do here. All right, will you intro the question? Yes. Okay. Taylor, we can't end this episode without answering our burning question. So what do you think? Should holiday episodes be a thing of the past, or do we keep them alive? Well, based on the TV landscape of the, you know, the streaming service 10-episode season, no wasted time, I would say yes. But also looking at the steady life of the holiday movie and the Hallmark Channel movie. Ooh, yes. You know, I talk to my wife and others who watch these more. You can't really explain why you're drawn in. You know, it's easy to say why you're repulsed by them. But is it in part of your heart that just... Oh, every time Netflix has a new stupid holiday movie, I add it to my list so fast and I know it's going to be bad and there's going to be like a prince involved mm -hmm. or someone who inherits an inn and falls in love. <laughs> But yeah, so for that reason, I think they got to keep coming out because that part of all our culture, it can't be killed. I was talking to my husband today about why the Thanksgiving episode, you get to put your characters in a position where they're all in one room and everyone has had Thanksgiving experiences if you're an American. But I think especially with comedies, they just provide such a heart that you can plug in your great jokes and your lovable family moments. Just throw somebody in a Santa suit or a... Hopefully not a pilgrim hat. But put a turkey on your head. So maybe I'm just going to write some new holiday episodes of my favorite shows and submit them to the networks. Oh, I'm behind you Is that you a thing that, that you can do? Even ones that have been canceled. Probably a bad idea. Whatever. I'm just going to say I'm surprised you didn't pick a Simpsons Thanksgiving episode. There I'm... were multiple of those as I was doing my research. I'm a little disappointed in you. Well, yeah, there are multiple, but they all suck. I love The Simpsons. It's the greatest show of all time. 
They never worked hard to make me a tryptophan of their Thanksgiving episodes. Ooh, hey Yeah, I did it. I did it. I went there. I'm pretty great. I'm proud of you. Um, so we hope that the next time you have a cold, rainy day this month of November, you'll watch one of these episodes and fall asleep from eating food. Who doesn't want that? Maybe you'll fall asleep eating a Hot Pocket. I mean, that's the American dream, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us on this little detour. And we will have more television pilot action coming to you very soon. Thanks so much for listening this week, guys. We love dissecting these pilots together, and it is so fun to share it with all of you. If you've enjoyed our podcast, there are three easy ways you can share and interact with us. First, make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Second, share our show with a friend and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. These reviews actually help more people to find our show. And finally, we love interacting with you. We want to hear about which pilots you want us to analyze next, your twin of the episode, or if you've got a beef with any of our opinions. So come find us at fromthetoppod.com or on Instagram or Facebook at fromthetoppod. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time on From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie.